Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and not the episode I wanted to do this week uh, due to, I don't even know what happened. It was audio issues between Spills and I. I couldn't hear him. He couldn't hear me. We tried to fix it. We couldn't. Hopefully, I get the 2020 redraft done soon. Uh, For this episode, though, just me. Uh, It'll probably be a quicker one, but what we're going to do is go over league recap not league recap I'm trying to figure out what to actually call this but the week in review things we've missed from the last episode and then uh since it was the coaches and gms meetings down in i don't even know where they do it now andy reed's always wearing his hawaiian shirts though looking his best uh but yeah they had proposed rule changes so i'm going to go over Five rule changes that I want to have happen in the NFL. Uh, Before I get to that, let's start off with some league news. Let's start off with Bobby Wagner. He is going back to Seattle for $7 million. Um, I really like the fit. I mean, they obviously love Bobby Wagner in that building. He's back after only being gone for a year. Uh, It's a big help for... For the defense, I mean, Bobby Wagner, It he is what he is at this point. He's still a very good run defender. Pass coverage, liability, but still a very good player right now. Big for Seattle, big to get their... I mean, he's still veteran presence for them. I mean, he's been around most of these guys for their, most of their careers. So, uh, big move for Seattle, good bag for Bobby Wagner too. Uh, We got some trade news too. Elijah Moore and a third round pick were traded to the Browns for their second round pick. Um, I was talking about the Browns last week about how they needed to make some moves. I mean, I like the offense. Now I really like the offense. I believe Elijah Moore is a very, very good young wide receiver in the league. He has had no QB talent to actually throw him the ball. He was in the doghouse all last season. I think it was offensive coordinator issues, but this is a Browns team now. I mean, again, it all depends on what the Predator can do, but Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku, who he's weighing in at 270 right now, so he has to slim down, but... um. Did I say Donovan P? I, th- I think I did. But yeah, and then Elijah Moore. It's a good trio. They still have a good offensive line, still a good run game. It's a very good move for the Browns that didn't really cost them too much at all. Uh, next up, we have some Ravens news. Uh, they finally got a wide receiver. They finally brought someone in, Nelson Aguilar. Yep, Nelson Aguilar. And on top of that, uh, Lamar requested a trade. He also request, requested the trade March 2nd. It is now March 28th. Uh-huh. So obviously the Ravens have not tried to help him. I mean, why would they? And Lamar not having an agent. Kind of hard to orchestrate your own trade by yourself. Um, 
I don't think a trade happens till after the draft anyways. Uh, I think right now the odds have the Colts as the favorites. I mean, I talked about them going after Lamar after the draft. Uh, the Patriots have also swirled around the Lamar rumor mill. Uh, Meek Mill apparently texted Robert Kraft to go after Lamar, and Robert Kraft talked about that openly. So, uh... I'll say it, if the Patriots get Lamar, they are definitely contenders in this league. If we were to go back to my tier rankings, I I don't know. They would be, I would put them above the tier that the Chargers, Jets, and Cowboys were in. I don't want it to happen. They can't get Lamar. We will move on, though. I think Lamar will stay a Raven. Um... Panthers news, they get another wide receiver, DJ Chark. Uh, Panthers offense is solid. It's solid to have a bunch of vets, a good offensive line. Uh, I do really like Miles Sanders. And to grow around whatever young QB they get. Uh, This might be a little sneak, but... Panthers are going to go, I think they're going to win that division handily this year, and I don't know, maybe Justin Jefferson becomes available next offseason because the Vikings are rebuilding, they don't want to pay him, maybe the Panthers, oh wait, do the Panthers, they didn't keep their first round pick next year, never mind, they can't do that, oh no, it would be a 2025 pick, would it be, I'm confusing my ears, either way, uh, (laughs) fuck, I went completely off course there, but Uh, This Panthers team, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, it's solid. It's not great, but two vet presence to help guide that young QB along. The Panthers are going to be good. Uh, Simple as that. Thielen and Chark, not the best wide receivers, but they're solid. Um, Moving on, next news. So John Lynch said yesterday, which would have been the 27th, Um, that Brock Purdy, it's his job to lose, essentially. And then today, Kyle Shanahan comes out and says that uh, Brock Purdy's timetable to return from his injury could be eight months. That brings us to mid-November. If that's the case, it is Trey Lance's job to lose. Trey Lance will be the starter week one. I am 100% sure about that. Um, And yeah, he will have every opportunity to steal that job away from Brock Purdy. I still think he does it. I'm excited to see what the Niners can do. Trey Lance, still very good in my opinion. He just needs to play actual football, something he hasn't done since COVID, which is insane. But either way, just funny that John Lynch yesterday is like, ah, Brock Purdy. And then, I mean, they probably started getting some calls about, hey, what's Trey Lance? Are you trying to move him? And then Kyle Shanahan immediately shut that down and was like, Brock Purdy might not even be back until midway through the season. So Trey Lance, he is the quarterback for the Niners week one. Um, Some sad news in the NFL world. So Foster Moreau, someone who I have been talking about as a free agent target for the Dolphins, to acquire really good young tight end. Uh, I've listened to a couple podcasts with him, whether it be uh, Stick to Football, Matt Miller's old podcast, or uh, he was on Bussin' with the Boy. Bussin' with the Boys as well. Um, 
And yeah, he said that during a physical with the Saints, it was discovered he has Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a type of cancer. So all the best for Foster. Wish him a full recovery. It sucks. Uh, Hopefully he can recover, come back fully. He still still has lots of football ahead of him. So wish him the best for Foster. Uh, We'll wrap up with just some quick, quick recap of free agency signings ones that really don't move the needle for me uh Mikol Hardman is with the Jets sure um Denzel Perriman signs with the Texans I do like Denzel Perriman um Texans get a good linebacker Anthony Walker signs with the Browns Jalen Mills I think he's the the Pats new safety not playing uh corner uh Ernest Johnson signs with the Jags he will be Travis Etienne's backup uh, Corey Littleton also goes to the Texans, so Perriman and Littleton look like they're going to be their two starting linebackers. Uh, Ronald Jones is a cowboy. He might get some touches. I mean, no Zeke. Pollard's coming back from injury. I guess we'll see. I mean, he didn't get any touches in a Chiefs backfield that, I mean, was truly just a bunch of players just thrown out there. I mean, I really like Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon really came on towards the end of the season and playoffs, but... Uh, Ronald Jones just could not break out in that backfield that gave him a lot of opportunities to. Uh, former Dolphin, Bobby McCain, is going to the Giants. Bobby McCain is washed at this point, but he's been around for a long time. Vet presence. And lastly, former first-round pick of the Raiders, Jonathan Abram, uh, is signing with the Saints. So, actually, no, there's one more. And Irv Smith to the Bengals, replacing Hayden Hurst. I like this. I like Irv Smith. He has been hurt for most of his career since he's gone to the NFL. Uh, really good young talent. He will get every opportunity to start and play with Joe Burrow and that offense. So I really like the fit for him. Really like the fit. Okay, uh, now that we're done with the recap... Let's get into some NFL rule changes that I would like to see happen. Uh, The reason why I'm doing this topic. So as I said in the intro, it was the coaches and GMs meeting. Uh, They do discuss this stuff. Um, One of the rules that got brought up was... um, Oh, what was it? Wild card games. If the wild card... Or if the team that wins the division has a 500 or below record the wild card team would host the playoff game uh guess who wanted that changed uh the la chargers who obviously blew a 27 nothing lead in that playoff game um so yeah of course they think that with home field advantage they would have won that game but just i mean a bunch of losers just continuing to be losers what do you what else do you expect from the chargers but Let's get into the rule changes I want to see happen because that is a dumb rule change. Don't want to see that one happen. And this is one that they actually did talk about at the meetings this week. It's not going to get changed this year, but something that can maybe happen later on in the future. Uh, But making roughing the passer a reviewable call. So a few years ago, the league changed the roughing the passer rule where you can't drive the QB into the ground and now that has been misconstrued into you basically can't fall on the quarterback after tackling him uh and I mean there was clips last season I mean I've seen a few clips of Jalen Phillips uh recently that 
Same thing. He'd go, he'd sack the quarterback and release his grip. And, like, he can't help but fall on him. And then it's, oh, it's roughing the passer. And it's like, what do you want him to do? Um, I think roughing the passer is one of those penalties, too, where if it is reviewable, it's very easy to see whether it's roughing the passer or it isn't. Whereas, I mean, there's a million different things that make a catch or a fumble or or things like that. But roughing the passer seems like it's pretty black and white. Everyone agrees on, yes, that should be roughing the passer. No, that shouldn't be. And it does change the momentum in games. I mean, I think it's an automatic first down or 15 yards, which would be an automatic first down in most cases. But again, something I should probably know. But whatever. Um... Yeah, I mean, the offense already gets so many rules geared toward towards them. They don't need another. This would help the defense a little bit. Uh, they tried to do it with pass interference a couple years ago after, I mean, the refs absolutely blew the Rams-Saints game and the Rams went to the Super Bowl. And that probably would have been the Saints' last real chance to win a Super Bowl and they got absolutely screwed. But, um, yeah, the difference, I mean, I feel like pass interference is a lot harder to call of what's actually pass interference roughing the passer i feel like it's pretty black and white so uh let's make roughing the passer a reviewable penalty call and leading into that one gotta make penalty reviews way shorter whether actually penalty reviews probably isn't the right thing but just touchdown reviews fumble reviews um is he out of bounds is it a catch they take way too long I feel like if the ref can't get, or if whoever upstairs, it first of all, it shouldn't even be the ref who goes and he watches that TV. It should be immediately someone in the league. They got all the cameras up there. They're watching. They see all the angles. It should be within a minute where they can figure out, yes, that's a catch. No, that's a catch. I don't know. I mean, these, like, uh, not media companies. What am I going to call them? Uh, broadcasting companies, I mean... Fox, NBC, CBS, they all have these former refs in there. Gene Steratore, Michael Blandino, Dave Blandino, Dave Blandino. God, I'm bad with names. I've been figuring this out. But um, they have these refs in there who can look at the reviews and be like, oh, this should be the call. This should be the call. And then it still takes the refs on the field a few more minutes. You're telling me we can't get a couple former refs to go sit up watch all these cameras and within a minute being like, yeah, that's good. No, that's good. It That's one of the things that bug me when I try to get people to watch the NFL or it's the, it's the breaks in the play. I mean, there's already so many breaks in the play. The amount of commercials, I mean, just in general, it's football is a stop and go thing. Plays usually last under five seconds. Um, and these reviews taking forever does not help the casual, the average fan person to enjoy the NFL. It ruins it. Shortening these reviews help literally everything. So I am a hundred percent in favor of shortening the reviews, overhauling that system. It needs to be changed. Uh, next rule Got to get rid of the onside kick, or at least just improve it. Onside kicks just never happen. Like, the probability of an onside kick happening is 
it's 5.3%, 5.3%. It's just, it doesn't happen. It's so hard to do the amount of things that need to go right on an onside kick. I just wish the teams had a legitimate chance to actually try to come back. Onside kicks being the only way for that to happen to get that ball back in that scenario. Uh, doesn't ruin games, but it makes it easier. Um, so the proposed rule change that I have is instead of onside kicks, make it a fourth and 15. So this is something that they're doing in the XFL. And I do like it a lot. I think that, again, it's something that needs to be played around with. Maybe fourth and 15 isn't the right range. Uh, fourth and 15, the number I have in front of me to convert convert that happens around 21.9% of the time. So big uptick from the 5.3. And I don't know if, I mean, that's basically like a fifth of the time you'll get the ball back. Uh, I don't know. I don't mind it. Maybe fourth and 20 is better. I think fourth and 15, like one play. If you have a good defense, you should be able to stop a team on fourth and 15. One play got to do it um but yeah i like the idea of giving teams a legit shot to get back in the game other than an onside kick where half the time doesn't even make it to the line the other half of the time it goes out of bounds it isn't exciting i like exciting plays in football what what can you say uh my next rule up though um, safeties. Safeties should be worth way more than two points. Safeties just don't happen. Quite literally. I mean, not ever, but like, how many safeties did we get last year? I'll actually look that up. Okay, back. There were 13 safeties in the league last year, totaling to a total of 26 points. Safeties don't happen. They're one of the hardest things to do in the NFL. Again, you got to be lined up deep into your own... T- own territory. Oh my god, I'm sorry. That was a burp and probably not going to cut that. So, oh well. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so you got to be in your own territory, backed up deep. Uh, the QB has to be in the end zone. The running back has to be in the end zone. Like a lot of things, like you got to be positionally in the right spot on the field. And even then, it rarely happens. So... I don't know. They're two points right now. I'm not saying make them worth as much of a touchdown, make them worth six. I don't know. Four points, five points. I mean, I would honestly be fine with making them worth as much as a touchdown. I know what I just said, but they're that infrequent. And if you do do that, I don't know. It kind of is like a defensive touchdown. The ball is in the end zone. It didn't leave there. I think it should definitely be more than a field goal. That's for damn sure. But safeties. Up the point total. They don't happen that often. So make them actually count. And the last rule that I want to change is we got to make kickoffs great again. I don't like using that verbiage, but kickoffs suck. Kickoff is a touchback every single time now. It's boring. It used to be one of the most exciting plays in football. I mean... Devin Hester, Josh Cribbs, Jacoby Jones. I mean, that's when I really first, not first started watching football, but like first really watching it was that Ravens run with Jacoby Jones and him absolutely torching the Broncos in 
that AFC Championship game. Like, like that's a vivid memory. And I can't, like, there aren't kick return specialists in the league right now because it's just so outdated. It's an antique right now. What's the point? Um, and I know the NFL is, oh, we don't want injuries on kickoffs. And that is true. I mean, kickoffs, what they were before was, okay, we're going to have 10 of the best athletes on the planet sprint as hard as they can down the other side of the field while these other 10 best athletes on the planet are going to try to block them. And it's basically just car crashes all over the field. Um, So my proposed change, what the XFL is doing right now, and my proposed change, I'm literally just stealing it from the XFL. So the XFL has the kickoff team start on the 35, except for the kicker, of course, and the kick receiving kick return team lined up on the 30 so the two teams are five yards apart you got a returner behind them in the end zone or lined up wherever and you got the kicker where they're normally lined up right now or maybe it was where they're whatever um so yeah kicker kicks the ball off when the returner touches the ball the two teams can go so this allows for, you don't get those car crash collisions and it gives the returner the ability to find that lane quickly. And again, it won't be a car crash collision. Some guy who just ran 50 yards down the field to kill this guy. It'll be only like 20 yards now. Not as bad. I just think, I don't know. The rules have taken away the kickoff part of the game. Uh, kickers just kick through the end zone now. It doesn't even matter. I would like to see it come back. And obviously player safety is the big thing. I think this rule has changed it. I don't know since the XFL is still in the middle of their season. I don't know what the numbers say of injuries that happened in the XFL on kickoffs versus what happened in the NFL or what they were doing previously. But I think that is... The biggest thing that I want to see come back to the NFL is kickoffs. They're so exciting. I miss these those types of players who can just, anytime they touch the ball, they can get it six. I mean, we do have those guys now, but it's not the same. A kick returner is something special. They're different breeds. But yeah, that's, that's the number one rule that I want to see come back. Okay, well, I think that's going to do it. That was definitely a quicker episode. Um... Yeah, I want to try to do this 2020 redraft. Uh, It'll happen at some point, whether it be, it honestly might be past the actual draft. Hopefully I get it before. I do need to do some more draft talk before I go on my trip, because that's one thing. I am missing the draft for the first time in a long time. I will be in Europe. No way I am staying. I mean, when, when does the draft usually start? I think the draft usually starts around seven so six hour time difference it'll be one in the morning uh not really trying to watch the draft while i'm in greece yeah maybe i am we'll see i probably will but i don't know what i'm gonna do for the podcast then probably won't put anything out maybe i will um i guess we'll see but yeah that'll do it uh thank you all for listening if you've liked this please Like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.